0: The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com backslash. SGP. That's CoorsLight.com backslash SGP.
1: We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com or get started today.
0: And don't, or and make sure to uh, follow us at SGPN and download the SGPN app for all of your free picks and podcasts. Hashtags live reads. Definitely fumbled that last one there. Sorry, guys. Welcome into the fantasy hockey podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my co host, Nick Olszak. How are we doing, sir? Happy Sunday.
1: Yep. Happy Sunday to yourself. Doing good. Uh, this week in fantasy is not going as smooth as I would like. Uh, my opponent is keeping it very close. Uh, Right now being Sunday, is, uh 6 p.m. Central time, only up by four points. I got a couple more games left, but some guys really let me down today. Uh, Jake Dabrowski, I was hoping for a big game out of him, mm-hmm. put up negative three. Jeff Skinner, Oops. I was hoping he would do a little bit better. He's in the negatives right now, so my opponents had some time to catch up. But I've had a couple highlights. Casey DeSmith just got a big overtime win over the Predators, so that's really helping me keep it close. But... uh. No, I'm excited um, to keep on going, hopefully, but uh, I will have a challenge if I win this week as the person I play next week has Austin Matthews, and he has him playing four times. And this past week, Matthews put up 108 fantasy points, and so uh, that's definitely something scary to think about, but uh, I look forward to hopefully uh, getting through this week and into uh, next week.
0: I was going to say, you're only four points up. You're already getting excited for next week. Mm. I uh I had a close matchup, but uh my Stars they took it home today. Sidney Crosby, two goals mm. and an assist today. Kutrov, he had a goal. Uh picked up Trevor Moore off of waivers. That game's still going. Wow, a lot of action in that game. I saw they went up 3-0 quick. They're uh, up uh are they down 5 to 3 now. Um Wow, see. I think they're losing 5 to 3 now. Sure. They were up 3 nothing. Yeah. Yeah, they were up three nothing. Now the Kings are uh, down five to three. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. So uh, Trevor had Trevor Moore in. He had, he had an assist today. I did get some action in that uh, Nashville and Pittsburgh game as well. I got uh, David Riddich, uh, just a Flyer goalie for the day. Just trying to get some extra points. Coming in, like I was only up probably like eight or ten points, and now it's like four eighteen to three sixty four. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. feeling a little bit uh, better. But the day is not over. <laughs> ask me <laughs> how I feel. Ask me how I feel tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's jump into some playoff waiver talk. We're going to be going into some playoff waivers, uh, some low percentage plays, low low percentage ownerships, and then we're going to do some goalie uh, duels to end out the show here. So first up, 0% rostered, Alex Chiazon of the Vancouver Canucks. Getting quite the uh, the uptick here. He's playing on line two with Bo, Hov- Bo Horvat, excuse me, and was it pod Bodkolzin? pod Bodkolzin. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's been racking up some points here in these last several games. Uh, Is he someone that you're looking to buy into? He has three goals in just his last two games and three assists in his last three.
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of upside for Alex Jason. Again, being on the first power play in the second line, he's getting the ice time, he's getting the looks, and uh, his production is showing that he can produce with that ice time. And uh, He's getting a lot of shots on goal, I'd like to point out, too, in these games. like The last game had a goal and an assist, put up seven shots before that four, three, so He's getting really solid numbers, getting a lot of ice time at 0% rostered. uh, I think that's a home run. Even if you just get him as someone to snag up just to get a game one day, I think he's someone that you can definitely rely on. And uh, right now I wouldn't, he's again, with being 0% rostered, he's not a lot of guys are going to be looking to pick up a guy like Alex chase on. So you can Mm -hmm. definitely get your hands on him and who knows, maybe he keeps this up and, uh, he can be someone you hold on to long term and I do like the schedule here for this Canucks team got a game up against Vegas Arizona Dallas Ottawa a lot of opportunity for him to put the puck in the back of the net make plays happen so yeah fire up some Alex Chase on all day
0: if you need a, a player for Tuesday or for Thursday I would definitely consider him you know if you're doing like daily waivers but he only has two games next week so he may not be someone that you hold but if the schedule is pretty uh, bleak on one of those nights, on Tuesday or Thursday, I would say he's definitely worth a look. Um, otherwise, you know, he doesn't hold enough value to hold for the entire week. You're only getting two starts. There's a lot of guys out there that are going to be playing three or four games next week. So the, Really, that's his only downside. He's a trending player right now. He definitely has those vibes of someone that could you know revert from this, uh, this uh, average that he's hitting right now across the last week. You know, over thirteen and a half points per game in the last seven days on the season, he's at three. So I do feel like you know there's some opportunity for him to fall off from this, but he's trending right now. The minutes are up, uh, the production is there. So I definitely think he's worth a look. You know, if you're you know needing to fill in the blanks on one of these two nights coming up here, you know, we're going into the second round of the playoffs. Obviously, you want to get as much upside as possible. If he keeps playing like this, I, I definitely think uh, I want to uh, you know get some shares going forward. See what he has in the following week, maybe. Uh, next up we have another really low percentage guy another 0% rostered uh, Michael, St- Michael Stone excuse me of the Calgary Flames. He's not a player that's played much this season. He's actually been a healthy scratch uh, for a significant point of the season but when he does play he does put up numbers and he's playing right now. So he has two goals in his last 3 games and he has four points in his last 4 as a defenseman playing with the Calgary Flames I have to feel like that's a lo- enough upside as a team that you know allows the fewest goals uh, against in the NHL. Uh Nick, is Michael Stone worth a look here?
1: Yeah, I think he's definitely worth a look. I think anybody on this Calgary Flames defense is worth a look. And I think uh Michael Stone is going to get his chance to shine here t- soon right now, with uh guys like Shillington and zadorov Gabranson, the guys like that not in the lineup, gives guys mm-hmm. like Stone a chance to be able to get in and show what they can do. And he is doing just that with his recent production, put up a goal in the last game. And since he's been in the lineup, um three out of the five games he's put up 10 plus points and so out of any defenseman in the league to be able to get 10 plus points in fantasy definitely someone is worth taking a look at he is on the penalty kill too so he's going to get an opportunity to get those blocks for sure um but yeah i really like this move for sure definitely someone i would pick up um just to grab a game one night and uh yeah this calgary team they also have a decent schedule with uh Vegas and Seattle in their next two games. So I really like that mm-hmm. for him. And uh, yeah, I think this is a home run play and a 0% roster. He's going to be there.
0: Yeah, they just played Seattle and they won four to one. He had a goal in that game. The minutes are I, I, for the For a guy that's not playing a lot. The minutes are there. Like there are going to be defensemen out there. They're playing a lot more minutes than what he's playing. But for mm-hmm. a guy that's been a healthy scratch for, you know, 90% of the season so far, you know, I, th- I think it's pretty, uh, pretty good opportunity for him. like the Seattle matchup on the 12th. Maybe not so much Vegas on the 14th, and then you got to closing out the week for the Flames on the 16th against uh, Arizona, which is a good matchup. Three matchups, which is solid. He's got three games next week, so definitely has some opportunity opportunity to help you out. If things are very thin in your league, I definitely believe Michael Stone is worth a look. But it, more deeper formats, you know what I mean? Like I still feel like there's some some better guys that are going to be available out there. But when we're really digging deep in the bag here late in the year first round of the playoffs this is definitely a name that we want to bring to your attention all right next up we have is uh, Jacob Vrana of the Detroit Red Wings we've we've talked about him a few times already since he's returned to the uh, return to the ice he had two goals in his last game I like the upside that he brings offensively Nick but he's not playing a lot of minutes at 22% rostered probably
1: pretty available as as far as leagues go what do you think is he is he worth a, a pop I think he's worth an add drop look for sure Definitely someone I wouldn't grab right away because that Detroit team around him isn't the best team for sure. They've had they've mm-hmm. had their struggles this year. Um, and, I mean, Verana, he's been spotty. He gets on the board here and there. Uh, I would like to see the ice time go up. Like you said, he is a minus five. But um, I would definitely take a look at him, but definitely not someone I would grab long term. Um, I do like that he is on the second line over there in Detroit with Pew uh, Suter and Phillips Adina. And uh, he's also on the second power play with uh, Pew Suter and uh, Michael Rasmussen. So he's getting some decent looks on the power play there. But um, definitely someone I would be cautious about just because of that Detroit lineup. He gets it done here and there, but not a lot of consistency down the stretch, if you will, to make me want a 100% buy-in on him. I think I'm going to be out.
0: The minutes just aren't there for me. Uh, you know, of all these names that we're talking about, you know, we're always in on these guys that are trending He's playing the least amount of minutes of anyone that we anyone that we're discussing so far and I believe anyone that we have after him so with the limited minutes like you know we were saying like oh he's on the power plays getting line two minutes but I don't know if the Red Wings are just constantly killing penalties because he doesn't have over 15 minutes in his last four games uh, he does have four matchups coming up this week but I also really don't like the schedule you know I like this matchup up against Ottawa at home. On the twelfth, it's on Tuesday, but then you know on the road in Carolina, at New York, at home against Florida, eh, upside is going to be pretty limited. I'd say at the back end of the week. So if you want to, you know, flip them on the uh, on the twelfth, you know, if you're again your schedule's looking light that night, you might be someone you look at. Uh, next up we have is uh, Paul Statsny of the Winnipeg Jets. Been looking a little bit better recently here. The the fantasy production is pretty solid. Like when you look at his like goals and his assists, it's kind of you know here and there he had two assists in his last game but then the previous two games before that he didn't have a goal or an assist but still had over five fantasy points per game uh this ad seems like a safe floor nick like it, it just seems like eh you know you're gonna get a couple of points but don't expect a home run hit here
1: yeah i agree with that 100 percent. um stastny being on the first line over there in winnipeg playing with and ehlers doing a good job there and um he is on the first power play with Dubois and Connor, so he's getting that ice time, getting those looks. But um, mm-hmm. he, you're right. He's definitely a, def, just a safe ad in general, not putting up enough points where everyone's going to be snagging him up, but he's just getting enough to where he's going to be able to make a difference on your team. And he hasn't been negative down the stretch here over the last month or so. Okay. And so he's definitely someone I would take a look at and probably add just for um, an ad drop. And his schedule coming up is very solid. They've got Ottawa tonight, Montreal, Seattle in the next three. So, uh, yeah, fire up some Paul Stastny for next week.
0: Yeah, I I just think he has a safe floor here. I do like those uh, first two games, Montreal, Seattle for sure. Uh, But even up against Florida and uh, at Tampa, you know, he's still playing on line one, still playing on the first power play. I believe he plays alongside Shifley and uh, uh, Ehlers. So a lot of uh, offensive upside there. And he's just hitting over a season-long average, you know, five point seven points per game on the year. In the last week, he's up to ten point seven. So he, he's playing pretty well right now. Definitely someone I uh, feel like I can trust, like like you had said, like he's not going to do anything to hurt you. He's someone I can trust in my lineups. All right, next up, next up, excuse me, we have uh, Victor Olafson of the Buffalo Sabers. Seems like we're always talking about the the Saber of the Week, the Flavor of the Week, whatever guys seems to be trending. Uh, are you willing to take a look at Olofsson? He's got three goals in his last straight games, or three goals in three straight games, excuse me, and four out of his last five.
1: Um, Yeah, he's definitely someone that uh, I would take a look at, but I think he's someone that would definitely be matchup oriented. I think you have to get the right matchup with him for him to be able to produce at a high rate. Um, the Buffalo, their team, again, they've been struggling all year, but it seems like every week there's always someone that comes out of nowhere and just has a good week. And, runs it up mm-hmm. for them and so it's been skinner Olafson, talk thompson all guys we've talked about in the show but like you said i think victor Olafson's just the flavor of the week and um i don't see him doing anything more than being a flavor of the week i think his production will die off and mm-hmm. uh the team has a tough schedule the next few games with uh toronto st louis then they got uh philly a couple times so, I mean, I think there'll probably be some room for the production in the Philly game, but I don't see someone down the stretch you hold on to at uh, Victor Olafson. But at 17% roster, definitely someone you can grab up on your waiver wire to get him while he's still hot, but I don't see him staying hot because, like we keep saying, flavor of the week in Buffalo. Who's it new next?
0: Right. I actually like the schedule, though, like Toronto, St. Louis. I mean, they're probably going to lose to those two teams, but I still think that they'll be in those games. Honestly, I think they might even cover up against uh, Toronto. They've just been playing so badly on defense. You never really know who's going to be in net for St. Louis. You know, Jordan Bennington, we're going to talk about him a little bit at the back end of the show. He's coming off a really good start, but maybe he gets in net and he doesn't have a really good start. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? You know, or Vallejo just pl- takes one too many starts. You know, he may be a little bit too tired or fatigued if he uh, don't give Bennington the back-to-back. I'm, I'm not really sure, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that uh, that's a winnable game, especially at the end of the season when some teams are, you know, they're taking some of their nights off, right? And they're playing the the Blues at home. Uh, and I do think that I think they can honestly beat Philly back-to-back. Philly's not nothing special right now. They've pretty much faded on the season, so I think those are some winnable games. Um, I'm not really uh, against it. I mean, he's a guy that still scored a goal in three straight games. You know, so until he shows me otherwise, I mean, he's he's not having a great day today. But the Sabers aren't in general having a great day. They're getting shut out mm. five nothing to Tampa Bay. But I think they'll play better up against Toronto, and I think they'll play better up against St. Louis. So I'm willing to ride him out a little bit. I'm willing to I'm willing to see what he can do. Um, he's just he's just hot right now. I, I like to mm. I like the scoring upside. What do you think about uh, Owen Power? It looks like he's going to be making his debut. Did he make his debut today? No, I don't believe he did. If he's in the lineup this week, who would you rather have? Uh, an Owen Power flyer or someone like Bowen Byram who, you know, he's getting some ice time recently. He's he's, he's returned to the ice, but, you know, it's not like booming production.
1: Um, I would definitely take uh, Bowen Byram. Bowen Byram, uh, a guy that we're all familiar with, you know, what to expect mm-hmm. out of him you know what he's going to bring to the table. Um, guy like Owen Power, it's just like a coin flip. You don't know what's going to happen with him coming straight out of college with uh, right. University of Michigan, who made a pretty solid run in the Final Four. But um, I don't see him coming in and making an immediate um, impact to the Sabres lineup. I think a lot of these teams, uh now that uh, NCAA playoffs are over, are definitely going to be looking at a lot of these college kids to try and Sign and come into the lineup. And if they amount Mm -hmm. to anything, who knows? Like I said, it's kind of like a coin flip, kind of like what happened with uh, Cole Caulfield last year. Um, He came in right out of college, tore it up. But I mean, you never know. With the Sabres team, their defense can always use a new look. And uh, Owen Power could bring that. But right now, it's hard to tell, only based off of uh, college production. I think he's definitely someone that's worth taking a look at. But I wouldn't add until he gets a couple games under his belt.
0: Yeah, you may not have enough time if uh, if your league is deep enough. That's for sure. He's one percent rostered. He's he's ahead of Michael Stone. You know, people are onto him. Uh, he's not playing yet, but he's owned at a mm-hmm. little higher rates than some of the other names we've mentioned, which is interesting. Uh, I really I really don't have any interest. I I can always find you know somebody that's been playing either a lot of minutes gives me upside with just blocks and shots on goal plus minus whatever. There's a lot of different options out there, but. He is at the top of the uh, charts as far as uh, like, you know, added players, you know, in fantasy. Mm-hmm. So figure out be throw him out there just to, you know, slow some people down. Don't get ahead of yourselves. Right. Uh, what do you think about Matthew Joseph, though, for the Senators? He is uh, he's getting top line minutes now and it's showing in his production.
1: Yeah. Him coming over from uh, Tampa is like been a very, very solid move for him. And uh, he's just showing that he playing in a higher role that he can do better playing with. Norris and Chuck and uh, playing on the second power play with Tierney and God that he is cleaning up as of late putting up the points getting uh the goals assists, the shots on goal he has been an overall solid fantasy hockey player in my opinion and um I think he's definitely no doubt about it slam dunk ad for sure um He's getting added a lot at 24% in the last day. So it's definitely <laughs> someone you got to get on if you're going to get on the Matthew Joseph train. But no, I love this guy. I think he's got a really good opportunity in Ottawa to really make a name for himself. Over in Tampa, he was more of a third, fourth-line guy, and he was right. never used to his potential. because, Like we talked about before, guys like Kalorn and Palat are sitting mm-hmm. in that top six, not doing anything. When you have guys in the bottom six that are ready to come up and make a difference. And so he gets this role that he's deserved and uh, he's making the best of it, putting up solid production. So, yeah, fire up Matthew Joseph all day. Slam dunk, no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, the Ottawa Senators are just another team that's not playing for anything. So I feel like they're just going to go out there. They're going to play really loose. Probably going to get scored on a fair fair amount you know in his last game mm-hmm. he still was a, a minus two 19 minutes of ice time had a shot on goal and two blocks like uh, that's a clear floor for him in his in his new uh, in his new lineup with the senators right as a, as a top line winger but mm-hmm. every game before that was just solid you know going just down the list here 11 points 14 19.8 34 point3 in that game he had a hat-trick and an assist you know in the 19 point game three assists Two assists on uh, on the fifth against Montreal. The goal up against Nashville. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's just playing alongside two really good players and Norris and Tchukk, and he's uh, filling into a nice opportunity. I think he should be on going forward. I don't love this schedule coming up. Uh, Detroit they'll play you harder. They'll play you harder than you might think at this time of the year. Boston's playing really well. Toronto, Seattle, they're another team that just doesn't really care. They're they're playing as hard as uh, as hard as they want not every one of these uh you know big mismatches is is an easy win right now at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um we're we're seeing some really weird games like this uh LA Minnesota game that I was talking about earlier. The Wild are now up 6 to 3. They were down 3 nothing to start this game. Oh, I was wow. watching the beginning of this game and I think it was um yeah, was it Dursey? Mhm. or Curly, I can't remember. Somebody's shorthanded. Um yeah, it had to had to been Dersey. He had a, like a just a chip shot, short to open up the game for the Kings. Like the Wild started the game first couple of minutes on the power play. Mm-hmm. Kings are like, no, we're good. Or maybe it was Kapari. I think it was Kapari.
1: That's who. Yeah, shorty. I was gonna say. Really I know Dersey got an assist. So yeah, so Kapari point. got the
0: first the first one. It was a shorty. Kapari, Dersey, same thing. Whatever. But yeah, just some really weird action. You know, Carolina—they're keeping up with, um, or I'm sorry, Anaheim's keeping up with Carolina right now. Dallas and Chicago—that game's already tied with you know only nine minutes played. Dallas went up early, Chicago just responded. So yeah, not every game is as easy as uh, everybody thinks here. Down to the end of the end of the season, some of these you know really bad teams—they're just going out there and having fun. Um, Next up on the list here, we've got uh, Brendan Gallagher of the Montreal Canadiens, only 26% rostered. Uh, he, he's returned to the ice. He was, uh, I think gone since about the middle of March with an injury, uh, in his last three games, he has four assists and a goal. This seems like a very easy add to me, Nick.
1: Yeah, definitely really easy add. And, uh, like we talked about with these other teams, Montreal's one that they, they've got nothing to lose. They're one of those teams that's at the bottom of the league. And the only thing they're really playing for right now is themselves. They don't have any playoffs to look forward to. They have the games in front of them. And then they have, uh, a possible first overall pick in Shane Wright in the future based on if they win the lottery. But Gallagher playing on that third line over there with Dvorak and uh, Armia looks like a pretty solid third line. I think he'll stack that up with some of the other teams in the NHL, and that's one of the better third lines in my opinion. Um, he's on the first power play unit, and yeah, at only uh 26% roster, definitely someone that you should grab for sure. And even though he's on the third line, he's getting the minutes. Um, 16 minutes in his last game, 14 the game before. So he's making the mm-hmm. most out of his minutes. And uh, just, yeah, coming back off of injury, giving you uh, nothing negative to base his production off of since he's been back. So, yeah, definitely uh easy home run uh, pickup on uh, Brendan Gallagher.
0: I could actually see him get moved up to, to line one with Caulfield mm-hmm. and Suzuki, which I think would be better anyways rather than Petlick. Yeah. Petlick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I I think we could actually see that in the, in the next coming games, and I love the schedule. Winnipeg, Columbus, the Islanders, the Capitals—they could win all those games, even as bad as they are right now. Uh, right. So give me some Brendan Gallagher, love it. I do think he's going to get moved up the lineup. He's playing more minutes each game since he's come back. So on the fifth, his first came back thirteen. On the seventh, fourteen minutes. On the ninth 16 minutes I'm guessing we're gonna see him hit 17 and 19 in these next coming games uh, so he's definitely a piece that I want to add right now someone I'm very com- I feel confident adding I won't lose any sleep on uh, any bad production he might bring me mm. uh, next up we got a nice little healthy check-in on Evan Rodriguez we've been picking on him all season his last three games he's kind of turning it around he had nine shots on goal to hold up a minus two ninth uh, on the ninth that's pretty solid I mean talk about keeping yourself above water here. Uh, he's not looking too bad here in these last uh, handful of games, Nick. Is he someone that you're willing to take a, a bet on, or are you uh, keeping a sharp eye on episodes of our of our past <laughs> where we've just dogged him and you know left him for dead?
1: Yeah, we've had uh, our episodes of shaming Evan Rodriguez, but um, no, I think he's someone that you definitely uh, take a look at now. I got to watch all of that uh, Pittsburgh games today because I had a lot of points riding on Casey the Smith. So I watched everything really closely and I saw Evan Rodriguez and he looked pretty solid in that game playing on the third line with uh, Jeff Carter and Kasperi Kapanen. I really mm-hmm. like that line over there. And he's on the second power play unit too with Michael Matheson. So he's going to get the opportunity to shoot the puck over there. Um, his ice time is uh, not the best, but it's not the worst. It's doable for uh, down the stretch. But uh, I think he's someone yeah, who You definitely take a look at. And he's also another uh, one of those players that's a center left wing, right wing player. He can play all forward positions. So it makes him uh, very easy to move around your lineup, especially in those tight matchups when there's really good guys, but you don't have a position to put them in. Rodriguez could be one of those guys for you as he can fill any forward position. And uh, yeah, he 18 goals, 24 assists on the year is not bad production, a plus two. So yeah, he's definitely someone I would take a look at for sure
0: i am referring to episodes of our past i am going oh. to pass no thank you uh don't trust him you do see those nights where he plays literally less than 13 minutes i'm not trying to get caught with that uh you have these back-to-back matchups with the islanders and then boston only uh three matchups next week which isn't bad uh but i actually feel like the the islanders are gonna um they're gonna play with with the penguins here in back-to-back games they're doing one at home one on the road so you, I, I don't know. I think they want actually might split both of these games these next four here. Uh, Penguins will probably go two and two. Rodriguez, eh? I'm just not interested. I just don't trust him. Not someone that gives me confidence. Not like you know a stats knee with a safe floor or a Brennan Gallagher that you know that's really trending or a Matthew Joseph that's really trending. Uh, I I like some of these other pieces. I'm going to fade Evan Rodriguez till the end of the year. I'll, I'll try him out next year. We'll see what happens. All right. Next up, we have a couple of New York Islanders we're taking a look at, both playing the same line with each other, Jean-Gabriel Pajot and Kyle Palmieri. Both are you know playing pretty well recently. I'd say Pajot is playing at a little bit higher rate, uh, but between the two, if you're staring down the barrel at both of these guys and you can only take one, who are you going to grab, Nick?
1: Um, Looking at their numbers, uh, they're both on the second line over in uh, New York with uh, Pajot, Palmieri, and Bailey on that uh, second line. Paggio being on the power, on the first power play, Paul Mary being on the second power play and, uh, Paggio being on the penalty, first penalty kill unit. So, uh, I definitely like Paggio. Um, he's getting more looks on the power play and penalty kill. Um, his production solid. He's got, uh, four goals in four games. Um, overall been a positive player. Um, definitely not hurting you at all down the stretch, but as of late been picking it up. So yeah, I would definitely, uh, take the chance of uh, uh, Paggio over Palmieri all day. While Palmieri still is putting up uh, good production, I just think there's a little bit more upside the fact that Paggio playing on the power plate and penalty kill.
0: Yeah, just more minutes in general. Mm-hmm. You know, his last four games, 16, 16, 19, 19, Palmieri's at 14, 15, 17, 17. He's just, he's just a layer of uh, production, or at least just ice time below, you know, opportunity mm-hmm. of, of for production. Uh, below Peugeot so I think that's pretty simple Peugeot owned a 29% roster rate to Palmieri 7 I think it's pretty clear where the fans stand as well so I think Peugeot is definitely worth a look I don't think Palmieri is a bad uh, addition you know this line is playing well you had referenced that already but if I'm looking at you know either guy I'm probably going to be going with Peugeot uh, also I mean realistically you have kind of a, a different um uh, Approach there to your lineup. You have a center in Pajot and a left wing, right wing in Paul Mary. So you may Mm -hmm. need the winger or you may need the center. You you may not even have a decision in it. (laughs) It's just what your lineup needs. Both are decent ads, but I'm going to go with Pajot over Paul Mary. All right, let's hit a quick word from the live reads and we'll be right back with our head to head goalie duels for the rest of the season. By the way, Nick, Patrick Kane, two assists already. He's, He's got you jacked up. You're up 16 points. Fire me up. Let's go. Yep. We'll be right back after this. Make sure to get down on the win bets 10 for 200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for $200 in free bets. The win has a special golf contest for this weekend Bet $100 on golf from Thursday through Sunday, and you'll be entered to win a golf experience to the only golf course on the Las Vegas strip win golf club. Multiple entries allowed. If a patron wagers $1,000 on a major golf championship Thursday through Sunday, they are eligible for 10 entries into the prize draw. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com. Offers subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700.
1: There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboards. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to Select to build your strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against each other or play against your own stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner circle. Play, race, win.
0: Hashtag live reads. Let's go! All right, we're back with some goalie duels here. Uh, right before we hit the break, Nick was uh, on fire from from some Patrick Kane production. Hawks came back out of nowhere. They were down one nothing. Now they're up two one. These, these teams, man, there has got nothing to play for? They're dangerous. Mm-hmm. A lot of a mo- lot of money to be made on uh on uh, some of these bad teams. I've been loving it recently. Mm-hmm. Today I had Minnesota and Dallas, so uh, I need Dallas to pick it up. Minnesota was down three nothing. They're already they're already coming back. They're hustling six three. That game's about to be over. Mm -hmm. all right head-to-head goalie matchups here we got uh first up mike smith versus chris drieger both are playing really well recently uh neither player has less than i guess mike smith does have less than 10 points in his last four so mike smith doesn't have less than 15 in his last three chris drieger doesn't have less than uh 10 in his last four uh who do you prefer here going forward for the next two to three weeks here i mean smith's on fire drieger's
1: on fire what do you like Um, I like Mike Smith just for the volume of starts he's getting. Um, Him and Koskinen split the net, but it seems like as of late, Smith is getting more starts. Chris Drieger, on the other hand, uh, not really getting the attention he deserves, I think, in Seattle. I think Philip Grubauer throughout the year has been overplayed, Mm -hmm. and now that they're Mm -hmm. just completely out of it, Drieger's getting the starts, and he's making the best of them. And then a guy like Mike Smith, the team's been solid all year. They went through their... uh, goalie struggles at the beginning of the year but Mike Smith picking it up as of late the Oilers team picking it up as of late wanting themselves to be contenders going into the playoffs and um, what better way to prepare yourself by tearing it up at the regular season which is exactly what uh, Mike Smith is doing Drieger whole different story Um, like I said they're just kind of throwing what they have as other teams are the Kraken they played some close games Uh, they played uh, Chicago and while Dreger wasn't in that, they got a shutout. Unfortunately, I was at that game and uh, I had to watch them get shut out. And in all the years I've gone to Hawks games, never seen them get shut out. So that was a first. But uh, the Seattle team putting it together. Um, Dreger is a fantasy player. Uh, like we said, not a game where he's gotten ten po- or less than 10 points. So uh, when he's starting, I definitely think you should have him in the lineup and in a 12% roster. Definitely someone that you should. Uh, get on when he is starting and if you're in those daily leagues like we are where you're just mm-hmm. struggling to find games like uh, today for example I ended up having to uh, drop Claude Giroux to get an extra game in and so uh, yeah these matchups are getting tighter and tighter in a 12% roster if you're looking for a goalie game and Chris Strieger's starting he's definitely someone you should grab for sure
0: I've dropped C- C- Claude Giroux like three times this season no big he's, whoop he's, he's picking, picking it him up back. You can get them back. Don't worry. Uh, between these two guys, I like Mike Smith more. I think it's pretty clear just uh, the play of the Edmonton Oilers recently is definitely something that you want to get behind and get on. But I will say this. I think that Chris Drigger has a very good opportunity to have a better week than Mike Smith this upcoming week because while Edmonton has been on fire, they did just lose one to Colorado, right? Rightfully so. rightfully so. They have some tough matchups these next four. Minnesota, mm. Nashville. Uh, Vegas, Dallas, those are some tough matchups, some some pretty good scoring uh, opportunities for uh, for all those offenses that they're going up against. These previous mm-hmm. wins, you know, L.A., that's a good win. Like, L.A.'s a good team, a very good 2-way team. But, you know, San Jose, Anaheim, eh. S- uh, St. Louis, they put up hurting on. They put up six goals in that game. So, I mean, Mike Smith still had in five. But, you know, look at this, 31 saves in four straight games. It seems like he has the safer floor, but I like Drieger's opportunities this week on the 13th against Winnipeg, the 16th against New Jersey, the 18th up against Ottawa. Those are going to be some close games. He could potentially, I mean, I don't know if they're going to actually start him three games, but he could go back to back in any one of those sets, back to back wins with either like Winnipeg or New Jersey or New Jersey and Ottawa. So he's definitely someone that I want to keep an eye on in this upcoming week because he's been playing very well. Uh, 10, 10 points in his last fantasy outing, 19, 10 and 23. Those are his last four starts. He's been pretty solid. So, if there's an opportunity to plug him into my lineup, I'm, I'm definitely uh, going to be looking to do so. Mike Smith, 42% rostered, may not be available in your league. I'm, I'm not not going to start him any of those games, I'll tell you that, but I feel like it could be a little bit tougher than some of these matchups that they've been rolling on with. Um, you know, That streak st- started with Arizona and ended with LA, and really the only uh, impressive win I felt like was against St. Louis, so we'll see. We'll see what we can get there. I think Mike Smith is still probably the, the better play going forward, but... It may not be as uh, by big a margin as we believe. Mm-hmm. All right, next up we have is uh, Karel Vizmelka of the Coyotes versus Martin Jones of the Flyers. Here, I would say it's fair to say that both guys are very so-so. Mm-hmm. Good production, bad production. Good production, bad production. They're kind of they're kind of like trading games here between mm-hmm. the two. Who would you rather either pick up or you know own going forward through the playoffs? Who do you think you could trust or? Maybe it's neither. I don't know.
1: Mm. Well, in my opinion, I think this is a battle of dumpster fires. Um, you have a team like Arizona. They're not going anywhere. Philly hasn't been doing much. But if you got to mm-hmm. pick one, I would definitely go with uh, Karel Vamelka. Um, I think uh, he's got some opportunity. Um, I, they've got a lot of games coming up here. They've got New Jersey. I mm-hmm. think he's going to get a lot of shots in that game, Probably, possibly a win. They have not been on it this year. Calgary, Vancouver, Carolina, while uh, Jones has Buffalo, or not, yeah, Buffalo, the Rangers, and the Capitals. And so I don't see uh, Jones starting many of those games um, because he is the backup behind Carter Hart. I see him maybe getting one or two starts. While Kurel Vamelka, I see him getting starting at least uh, two out of these three games. I think uh, he could sit against New Jersey, but then I think they get him right back in against uh vancouver and calgary and while uh his numbers aren't the best he's f- say, uh, facing a high volume of shots um almost mm-hmm. 30 shots a game most games and so when you face 30 shots even if you do lose i think there's a lot of opportunity for as a goalie to still be able to collect some fancy points and so yeah for that reason i like for Vamelka.
0: i'm gonna go with jones <clears throat> I like, cool. the, I like the I like the opportunities up against Buffalo this week, and really that's what mm-hmm. I'm looking at here is, is I'm just looking at next week because I don't know the games beyond next week for either of those guys, and the mm-hmm. production, I, I mean, I could go either way here. I, I I really could. Like if I'm really in a bind and I need a goalie for the day and these two guys are the guys that are available, you
1: mm-hmm. know,
0: Vegemalka in his last game, he, he allowed six, right? And Jones in his mm-hmm. last game, he allowed five. Like nothing special. It's really just who – which team or which goalie on which team do I trust to actually bring home a win that night? And then this next week, I think the Flyers could uh, potentially beat Buffalo twice. I'm not saying that they will, but I'm saying those are winnable games. And when right. I look at the Coyotes, I honestly don't even think the Devils at home is a winnable game. The Devils just beat Dallas on the road. That was a really good mm-hmm. win. I think they can handle the Coyotes on the road. Just just mm-hmm. saying. Uh, Vancouver, Calgary, Carolina, those are really bad after, after New mm-hmm. Jersey. So, I, I don't know. Eileen Jones here, I agree with you. Yeah, it's kind of a dumpster fire type of conversation. But, you know, not everybody has, you know, the the most opportunities, you know, for for goalies. I just threw mm-hmm. in David Riddich today. In some leagues, David Riddich has been sitting on someone's bench since day two of the season. You know, everybody's huh. league is different, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> between the two, I'll go Martin Jones just on that little bit of extra upside that I think he could potentially get, you know, over one win this week, you know, because like, there's mm-hmm. could fall into a win at any point. So could Martin mm-hmm. Jones. But I feel like he has a little bit more upside to potentially get a second this week.
1: Definitely right. not more
0: than definitely not more than that for either guy. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next up here, we've got a couple of Boston Bruins. Uh, we got the the battle of the goal uh, goalies in Boston, Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman. It seems like Swayman may no may long may no longer be the guy. Uh, what's up with Linus Allmark?
1: Uh, Yeah, it looks like Linus Olmark uh, is picking it up as of late. He's plus four rostered in the last day. Swayman's minus five. So I think that right there just shows um, who the better guy is. Um, the numbers are slightly better in Olmark's favor. Um, Swayman's just not getting the starts. And when he is getting the starts, he's not doing having uh, some of the best production, if you will. Olmark is uh, doing a really good job carrying this Boston team took a loss today but down the stretch looking really solid and yeah I definitely like Olmark over Swayman especially um with that Bruins team you gotta wonder too who is uh coach Bruce Cassidy gonna go with for the playoffs and I think he should go with uh Linus Olmark but however one uh it could happen at any time one goalie uh takes a dive and then the next goalie comes right back up we've seen it all year these two Mm -hmm. have gone back and forth um I remember you had one point in the year where you were holding both of them because I, you were so put pli- so
0: split I hate that I'm not right two. now, I'll tell you that much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so split between the two that it's just so hard to tell who is going to do what and when, but right now I think Olmark's got the hot hand and I think uh if he's rolling with it, I say stick with Olmark, but uh he, I think he could take a dive at any time and Swayman could pick it up as well, so, but right now I'm definitely going with Olmark.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if I have to pick between one of the two, I'm going to go with Allmark just because. Well, he's playing better right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, I really wish I owned both of these guys. Like I, mm-hmm. I told people to to, put, to reel in that strategy. Like, hey, like don't, keep them both. Don't drop either of them. But those lineups, they come for all of us. You know, you got to fill them out. So mm-hmm. wound up dropping Allmark, hanging on to Swayman when Swayman was hot. Now I'm missing out on the Allmark action. Would have been nice to have both of these guys. I do like the schedule going forward. I think Allmark was in net today, so he would have gotten a win mm-hmm. today. They won 4-2 uh, to two up against Washington. So I think that does signal for Swayman for uh, a St. Louis matchup, maybe an Ottawa matchup. I like that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that they can beat St. Louis twice next week. Or actually, I'm sorry, on the 19th, they play St. Louis for the second time. So mm-hmm. next week, they will just have three games, St. Louis, Ottawa, and Pittsburgh. And because Linus Allmark is playing in these back to backs, he's got the eighth and then today's the 10th that he's playing in. We could potentially see two starts for Swayman next week. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But they've been uh, trading games for the most part, except for this back to back that they just did. So we'll see what happens. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens there. I think that um, Allmark is obviously the guy. Like,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, the numbers
0: are just there. Swayman's on a downswing. You, mm-hmm. I think you want to own both of them, though. Like, I think if Swayman's starting, like, he's definitely a goalie, you want to start that night for sure. All right. Next up, we have uh, Spencer Knight versus Elvis Mislerkins.
1: Who do you got? Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, Spencer Knight. Um, he's not starting every game, but he's getting a higher volume to start. And this Florida Panthers team is just great this year. Um, since March 18th, they've lost one game. Um, but and outside of that, they've won every one of these hockey games. Spencer mm-hmm. Knight since then, he's been in. Uh, of these games probably more I don't know I take that back he's only sat out three games in that span so he's getting a lot of opportunity he's getting these wins he's putting these fantasy points up Um, and yeah I don't think there's any question there Merzlikens he is uh, good too but that uh, Columbus team is just not going to match up to that Florida team Florida's really stacking up getting ready to make a playoff push this year And you got to wonder who they're going to go with um, going into those playoffs. If Spencer Knight's got a hot hand, do you start Spencer Knight over Bobrovsky.
0: That's a tough one. Mm -hmm. I guess you probably do. He's been playing so well recently, um, but the team also just puts up so much offense. Mm -hmm. I think they haven't so far this month, they haven't had a game where they've scored less than four goals. So right. (laughs) you mentioned the only, the one Mm -hmm. loss since uh, mid mid March. I mean, like their offense Mm -hmm. is just amazing. So really, if he's in net, then yeah, he, he's he's the, he's he's got to be the guy for sure. Mm-hmm. Mazorkins he gets the volume starts though, like he he's constantly in net for Columbus. You know, when I'm looking at this upcoming schedule, honestly, I love it. Like mm-hmm. I do think they'll lose to L.A. on the 16th, but I think that they can beat Montreal, Anaheim, and San Jose coming up this week. Mm-hmm. So I th- again, this is a situation where yeah, I'd rather have Spencer Knight, but because Knight's been playing so much recently. Bobrovsky may get the starts this week because they have Anaheim, mm. Winnipeg, Detroit, the Islanders. Mm. I mean, those are some pretty good matchups to bring in Bobrovsky, who's kind of been struggling recently. Mm. So I think those would be some fine tune-up games for him. Knight's probably the better play, but mm. Mezorkins will probably get the, uh, the volume this week and could have more fantasy points when it's all said and done. Mm. I do think, like I said, they'll lose to LA on the road, but uh three out of these four games, I think, are still very winnable for a bad Colum- Columbus Blue Jackets team that's only won what two out of their last ten or two out of their last nine. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's just about uh, getting the guys in the in your lineup. Uh, like today, throwing in David David Riddich didn't start off the game well. I think like his mm-hmm. either first or second shot, he let up a goal. He right. Still finished with seven points. It's better than uh, you know someone that I was going to throw in on defense, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'll take it. All right, last one up here, and then we're gonna head out for the night. We got a uh, couple of struggling goaltenders. Eh, call it however you want. Jack Campbell versus Jordan Bennington. Who would you rather have for the rest of the season? Campbell does have three wins in his uh, last four starts here since coming back from injury, but he's just he was struggling before he was hurt. He's been struggling for really since you know like the start of the season. Like he had a really good, really same thing for Bennington. Ben, Bennington mm-hmm. had a really good start to the season, so did Campbell, and they've just kind of had really poor second halves, very inconsistent mm-hmm. second halves. Which guy would you rather have going forward here?
1: Um, definitely Jack Campbell. Uh, Vallejo so is definitely getting those starts in St. Louis. And uh, Campbell's still on a good Toronto team. This still has a lot of upside to them. And I think uh, Campbell can definitely turn it around coming up with matchups up against the Islanders, the Sabres, the Canadians. And so I think he'll have some opportunity to pick up a few wins there. Bennington, on the other hand, wanna I do not associate with Jordan Bennington I don't want anything to do with Jordan Bennington in fantasy like I said Huso is getting all the starts and uh, Bennington's just starting here and there um, gotta win up against the Islanders um, but outside of that um, he hasn't won a game just about in the last month we're right. looking at and so uh, I don't see any upside to pick up a guy like Jordan Bennington maybe you need a game one day and you say hey Jordan Bennington's there don't do, up. don't do it don't do it don't do it but yeah uh jack campbell all day jordan bennington just no yeah no
0: friends don't him. let friends start jordan bennington in fantasy okay guys <laughs> like just don't do it i don't care if you're missing out on the 20 points you can come and yell at me or yell at me in my dms or whatever or blow me mm-hmm. up on twitter i don't care uh, it's just not worth the hassle Jack Campbell, obviously, he's not going to be someone that's available on like waivers, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it just kind of begs the question who would be preferred. St. Louis is still a good team. like They're still playing well. If Bennington was getting the starts, I do think there would be an argument there. Uh, mm. But right now, where Huso is at versus Bennington, I agree with you. Campbell's the clear winner here, but maybe not by the biggest margin. Like like I said, if Bennington gets the starts, he could get solid production. Campbell hasn't been that that great. Like Since coming back, mm-hmm. he has... Just one game under three goals allowed. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's not amazing. He had a 4 3 win up against Dallas where he only had 15 saves. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a home run, right? And then he right. sits the next game on the ninth. He should be back in net up against Buffalo on the 12th. That should be a good uh, good opportunity to see what he's got. But then, mm-hmm. you know, Washington, Ottawa, the Islanders, like, those are some teams, you know, with, like with some trending plays, right? Like Peugeot mm-hmm. and Paul Mary and Ottawa with that, uh, that revamped line one with matthew joseph to chuck and uh josh norris like they're they're not just going to go go easy on them right and the maple leafs aren't playing great defense so i do believe campbell will be the answer i think he'll be the guy to have more points come the end of this week and through the rest of the playoffs but it may not be by much if Bennington does get a net because the blues do have a really good offense and they could win these next four you know with with without even really blinking right they just won their last five straight. So are they even beating a, a really red-hot Calgary team, you know, on the road? Was a mm-hmm. Very impressive win. Obviously, Jordan Bennington wasn't in net. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't have won. But you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, this uh-huh. this team is playing well right now. So if Bennington mm-hmm. does get a net, he could, he could be the answer here. But we're not betting on it. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That wraps up, wraps up the show. Do you have anything uh, to uh, share before
1: we head out? Yeah, check me out on Twitter, Face Off With OZ, talk about fantasy hockey, sports betting, all that content over there. And also check me out on TikTok now, Face okay. Off With OZ over there, looking to uh, build the brand a little bit more and uh, expand uh, some of the fantasy horizons, do a different platform, talk about fantasy, sports betting, all that over there, Face Off With OZ on Twitter and TikTok.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. You can find me on Twitter at T-I-T-T-H-J-B. And be sure to follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at Gambling Podcast. Take care, be well, be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see.